Welcome back to the How Do You Health Podcast Vitamizers. I am Allison here in Austin, Texas with MSW Lounge. And real fast, before we get started on the typical shout outs, uh, thank you to Goose Clark, who just is always coming on live or watching our podcast on Facebook. We are always streaming these live and leaving the videos up afterwards at MSW Lounge on Facebook. And we go live on Instagram sometimes as well and leave that up for the 24 hours. But um, yeah, so thank you, Goose. That's your name on Facebook, at least. (laughs) So uh, as always, MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. We are also brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox is causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness community that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabs2fitness.com. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. All right, guys, today our guest is Noah, who is the director of um, Black Swan Yoga, and this was just an awesome episode. We talked about so many weird things, um, including a question we've never asked a guest before. I'm going to leave it at that, and please enjoy, I think, our longest episode ever, but it definitely doesn't feel that way. Um, Noah Villalobos, I apologize, Noah, if I pronounced your last name incorrectly, but Noah from Black Swan Yoga, everyone. You do your breath lock, and then... Awesome, welcome. Sorry about that. Yo, yo. Welcome to the How Do You Help podcast. We're our second episode of the week. It's going to be awesome. We got Noah Villalobos here. What's up, y'all? He's getting an IV with all sorts of fun stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Uh, He is the director of Black Swan, but we're going to be talking about all sorts of biohacking stuff and fun breathing and... Yes. I don't know what else. Who it's else were you And then we got Nurse Dosa here. Uh, fifth day of the gut challenge today. and uh, Going we'll strong. Going strong. Text <laughs> next Yogi, so let's get this going. So Sweet. Uh, we can talk some business, too, I'm sure. I mm-hmm. For sure. Well, I've heard, like, people doing all kinds of crazy shit to, like, give themselves more ATP. Like, yesterday we were talking about, you know, the cold ice baths. Like, yeah. the Wim Hof and all that method, too. Oh, yeah. We've had... Um, I have heard about nicotine toothpicks. Like people chew that 
like to get like a little bit of a stimulating kick and all that. Interesting. It's it's weird because I'm almost like people will almost try anything if it if it's gonna make them perform better, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's essentially what it is, right? Yeah. So like, um, I had this this talk when I was watching this this movie one time with someone and like we said, uh, you know it's interesting. All these athletes they take like PEDs, right? And they take all the steroids and take all this crazy shit, but yet like these firefighters and these pilots that are fighting, you know, whatever, they're taking, like, stimulants. They're giving, like, Adderall and all that stuff, like, you know, to keep them stimulated. And then, like, golfers and all these other people are taking, like, beta blockers to lower their blood pressure and all that stuff. And I'm like, like, people like you just do it differently because you do it naturally, right? It's like, I'm not going to take all that shit. Well, I think it comes from the thinking of, like, longevity. Um, I've heard the definition of an athlete or a competitive sports athlete as someone who is willing to... Um, sacrifice future results for present results. Um, and so in, in my thinking and how I want to live my life is I want to be jumping, walking around, like having a great time when I'm 80 years old. I don't want to be a burden on anybody. Like my focus is on making my human vessel last. Yeah. Longevity is a huge word in my practice. And so anything that I'm doing is geared towards that. And all those kind of things, Adderall, PEDs, like blood beta blockers whatever the yeah, fuck that is yeah dude. right this shit sounds like yeah okay we'll be good right now but what is the long-term effect yeah. of modifying your natural organism like this yeah um and so the way that i approach my training my health everything is how can i get back to my roots how can i get back to what human beings have been doing for millions of years yeah which is living you know seeing sunlight in the morning walking around doing a trek hitting water oh shit it's cold i'm awake now yeah like gearing down at the end of the day not watching tv not getting on my phone candles around the house blocking the the shit out of my shades so that i can't see any of the light from the streets like these are all things that i'm not taking any drugs i'm just modifying my environment to try to make it as close as it possible to the way that my ancestors lived. So then you have better, yeah. So then you have better energy, so you have more focus, right? Mm -hmm. Like not the idea that you, because you need it. Like for people days nowadays, they drink like six energy drinks all day, right? (laughs) And they'll they'll say, "Well, I'm still tired after that, right? I'm not performing better. I can't crash and and you know still give this meeting at you know two p.m. or three p.m. when I need my I need to be on my A game." Yeah. And the truth is, like the basics of it, man. It's primal, right? It's really cool, but it's like it's the basic shit, man. Like get some fucking sun go outside and yeah. just like look at the sun like that's, that's what ancestors yeah. did right yeah. sun salutations well it's just funny because yeah. it's right? like uh, like uh, um, I was gonna say so uh, like in the primal in the primal states you wouldn't think about like a caveman saying like having to go out to go hunt and think like oh I'm just like tired today I gotta drink yeah right so, like it just doesn't it wouldn't happen right because it's just the natural state to just keep I'm too tired to go go find something to eat like I need to go die yeah I didn't get enough sleep last night or you know or whatever right like it's just I haven't had my coffee this morning <laughs> I mean that's that's essentially it right and yeah. it's weird because like at any given point back in the day it's like oh shit what is that in the bushes like at any given point you're like something's gonna kill me yeah it's like boom you just take off running so you have to be honest so it's weird it's like where it's not like you were like stretching, no. like beforehand. Like I was stretching the hammies because I knew someone was about to pounce on me, right? Yeah. Like that shit. Hold up, Cheetah. I gotta do my durability real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta open up my my hip flexor right now. <laughs> I got IT band syndrome. It's really bad. I haven't foam rolled today, right? I mean, that's and it's weird because you're like basic shit is you should be able to take off running when you need to, right? Yep. You should be able to have good quality sleep. You should be able to find good water, 
right? And I know there's places around the world you don't, but even then, those people are saying that's what we need in order to survive, right? That's those are the basics of life. And so, I mean, I'm drinking this 50 ounce thing of water, right? Because I'm like, I don't get enough of it, right? So if I drink enough of this, then at least I'm hydrated. And I know no matter what I do for today, if I don't have water in my system, I'm not going to function. Yeah, man. There, uh, I, there's a hierarchy. Breath is first. You will die in two minutes without that. Okay. Water, that's next. Then we get down to food. And then sleep is like somewhere injected into all three of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like... 14 days, actually. What was it? There's like it was 11 to 14. Days. 11 days. 11 days we oh, found out. Yeah. That's the max you that's can That's the max you go before you die. Damn. 11 and days without sleep. Just croke? Yeah. The Guinness World Book of Records won't even touch that. Like, yeah. Like, no, no because you will die with lack of sleep. And what even chemically happens in your body? Oh, what did he say? It's how you detox your brain. Yeah, that's what it was. Like, people don't know. They don't know, right? They just don't have a definition for sleep. But Dr. Dr. Kirk said, essentially, the reason we sleep at night is to detox our brain. And so when you wake up in the morning, my theory is that you're peeing everything out because you detox your entire body, right? Uh So the whole point of sleep is just to recharge your brain, Yeah. right? And so if you don't get good sleep, you never recharge it. And then I got to imagine everything builds up in the system. But, like... You got to think about the idea that, like you said, breathing, I mean, that's short. That's like very (laughs) quick, right? Like you hold your breath for a minute and like you're going to have some problems, right? And then the food aspect, what was it, like 30 days, 60, 90 days? You can go a while without eating. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, and that's the funny thing about it, right? Like you can push the limits until the point where it's like. a 22-day fast. Oh, shit, bro. Yeah. Well, see, he did a six-day water fast. Really? Yeah, yeah. We were talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. that yeah. the other day. And so it's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, when people, like, hear that, they're like, so what do you do? You just don't eat and you're going to lose weight? He's like, well, I'm not doing it to lose weight. No. He goes, they, and he would tell him, like, well, why are you doing it? He's like, well, I'm doing it to help my knee feel better. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do? And then he's like, well, it's because <laughs> it's going to regenerate your ATP and the mitochondria dysfunction is going to be fixed and all that. And they're like... But you're lose weight though, right? <laughs> right, that's all I care about. Yeah, like you don't have to eat anything, right? Like, no, there's a little more to it. But, I mean, you fasted back in the day, right? If you couldn't find a river, you couldn't uh, find a lake, yeah. you, you saved that stuff, right? And then, of course, the food, you used every part of the animal, right? I think it's so impressive that the body is such an intelligent organism that when you do start fasting, it targets the tissues that are dysfunctional yeah. as the first things that we're going to consume. And so, like, yeah... I am getting my knee or my ankle better when I'm taking a fast because all of that scar tissue, all of that damaged tissue that needs to get out of there is getting consumed by my body. Like oh, yeah. it runs a scanner, a constant scanner of your entire being. It's like, where are the resources that we can pull from right now yeah. instead of our digestive tract? Right. And so if you have stored energy, right, that's like, think about like when, I don't even know if they teach this anymore, but squirrels harvest, right? Like animals will harvest for the winter time basically to, to base, save up the idea that they're not going to go out. Acorns, right? They're not going to say go out and like in the cold and go find food. They're saving up. So essentially, we do the same thing, right? And so when we store all that in there, you're pulling from those areas, right? Mm-hmm. But you're pulling whatever you stored up, right? So like pizza and all that shit, right? Like <laughs> if, that, if you're pulling pizza energy, I'll store pizza. Dude, there's no way you can outrun a tiger. There's no fucking way you can yeah, outrun a tiger, right? So like when you talk about the basic essential things, it's like, well, how many veggies did I eat today? Yeah, man. Right? Like, did I get any veggies today? I hate when the, that goes on. It's like, I didn't eat any plants today. And that's kind of rare. I made a point to where it's like, that's not going to happen anymore. Like, if anything, I'm going to eat more than I ever did before. I'll drink more water. We measure our sleep now, right? Like, I don't yeah. know if you measure your sleep. Sleep tracking is yep. huge. You do the same thing, too. And then, um, 
And then the other thing is like some of the scientific stuff we'll get into with the labs and all that. But yeah, dude, that's basic stuff. Anyone can do that. Well, yeah, and it's funny because like we could dive into the labs. We could get into like what milligram count, whatever the yeah. fuck is on that shit. Yeah. But like in the end, you have a daily decision when you wake up in the morning to get outside. When you wake up in the morning to take a big drink of water. When you wake up in the morning to get in something cold because when, like you said, we're detoxifying at night. Yep. Your brain, yep. the rest of your body, everything is going on overdrive to try to get that shit right. And so you wake up in an inflamed state. Yep. You need to submerge yourself in something cold. It could be a cold shower. No heat in your shower. That shit will wake you up. Oh, yeah. And th that's all it takes. These are basic things. And that's why I'm really passionate about them. Yep. Because this is the kind of stuff that if we empower enough people with, we look at our current medical dilemmas, our, our medical system, this burgeoning like healthcare crisis that's happening to our country right now. Yeah. And we flip it on its back. Yeah. Like these are all changes that everybody can make at a, such a low cost. Yeah. And it can happen today. It can well, happen right now. Well, you know what's interesting about it? One of the reasons why I wanted to meet you was because when Baldo told me, like, you're obviously the passion behind and everything you're doing, it's cool because in a city like Austin, everyone thinks like that, it seems like, right? And mm -hmm. you have people, even, like, even if they don't take care of themselves that well, they know from a friend who's in town and telling him like you need to you need to do at least this for you right so even like nowadays like yoga's mainstream right like that's that's yeah. gonna happen now but then like you have people who say well i only eat like macrobiotic foods from like the farm to table restaurants and so it's like where are those oh there's like 20 of them in austin yeah like, oh that's cool and then and then you can take it a little bit further it's like well what else did you learn oh well you know did you know that i shut down wi-fi and i turn off all my electronic devices like after 8 p.m and you're just like, what the? It seems it seems like caveman-ish, yeah. right? But you're like, no, I just don't watch TV at night. I don't watch my phone. I read a book, listen to music, I play guitar. You know, people what? like gasp. You're like, read a book. <gasps> yeah, like you mean what? like with it's the pages, kind of thing, right? the it's pages, so right? Yeah. Like, you like filling the pages, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it's crazy, and we don't do it anymore. I think we're blessed in Austin too that you can go around the city and find farm to table. Yeah. But oh, if yeah. we want to make a lasting impact, it's beyond Austin city. Oh yeah. Place. Austin is the mecca, uh, one of the meccas of health and fitness yep. and wellness. And where we're going to really make a difference is in the Midwest, <laughs> in <laughs> the Southeast. Yeah. Like going into these areas and telling people, hey, all you got to do is turn your Wi-Fi off at night. Like, it's crazy too. Yeah. Is like I thought by now, you know, chains like Starbucks and Walmart and things like that were reflected similarly across the nation. Because here you can find almond milk, for example, you know, just a small change, getting people off of dairy. You can find an almond milk substitution at Starbucks and Walmart and things like that. I have an online training client in Kentucky who can't find that at her Starbucks. Wow. They don't offer it at her Starbucks, which I thought was so crazy. She knows dairy affects her. And I said, well, why don't you just ask for a substitution? And she goes, they don't have it. Well, all it comes down to is awareness yeah. of those populations. And it's a not a, a threshold that justifies the business decision because it comes down to a supply chain issue yeah, for right, for right. Starbucks. Well, those country folks, they don't want any fucking almond milk. Why are we going to ship any over there? It goes how you, bad. How do you like, milk an almond? Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. <laughs> it's got little nipples actually on the top. <laughs> very specific. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a technique. It's very, it's very delicate. It's like you have to get a certified program to be able to do it. There's only two guys that love to do it too. It's twice a year. That's badass. That's funny. But you know what's funny? If you were to tell people that in Austin, they'd think that's like inhuman. Main, right? like, what do you mean they don't have almond milk? They don't have a milk alternative? Yeah. Do you understand what happens to me when I eat dairy? 
Oh. You know, I get bloated for three days straight. <laughs> I, drove, I drove back from Kansas this past week because um, I visited my family, my girlfriend's family out in, uh, for Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And we stopped at a Starbucks. And this woman was getting pissed in Starbucks. She was like, y'all don't have any gluten-free options? And the Kansas people were like... What is, why are you so pissed what is off gluten right free? Now? What is like, gluten free? She's like, do you realize what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you from? Like, right? Like, you're not from here, obviously. Yeah. Oh, I, I went to San Antonio one time, and we went to a pizza joint, and I have to look at the menu before I go anywhere. Like, oh, what can I eat here? You know. And so I went up there, and I was like, do you have gluten free crust? And the lady thought I was speaking like Greek or something, and I was like, well, what do you have that doesn't have bread in it? So we got a salad bar. And the salad bar has like, you know, your iceberg lettuce and then those croutons. little square cubes of yeah. the ham and then the croutons. And yeah, it's just like, I, that doesn't look healthy at all. But that's your only healthy option there. And it's funny because that's standard here, right? Everyone yeah, here man. will literally like, okay, so we were at a party Labor Day weekend. And this like two days ago. And so I'm doing this crazy gut diet thing where I can only like eat fermented foods. And this chocolate bar that I showed Allison before has like uh, uh, cacao nibs. Like that's what I can have for my chocolate, but yeah. it tastes like shit. Like it's bitter, right? Yeah. You know. So it's I was a hundred percent cacao. It's not even like eighty yeah, percent. Yeah, like it's bitter. Like, no resemblance to chocolate. No, not at all. It looks like chocolate. It smells maybe, but then like there's no sugar in it, right? There's no like milk chocolate in it. And so I was bitching about how I was like, I can't eat chocolate. And she goes, Oh, I'll make you something. Well, what do you mean? She's like, Well, I got some nibs here, and I got some coconut oil, uh, manna, manna, M A N N A, and it's like a butter. Yeah. It was a buttered coconut Ooh. oil. And I was like, yeah, I want that. She whips it out, throws it on there, and it was like the most delicious thing. And I was like, I can't believe, out of all places, you know, like Ice mentioned this crazy diet. She's like, oh, yeah, I got something for that. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. It was just simple. It was like simple things, coconut and cacao nibs, you know, and it tasted delicious. So you went back to the grassroots mentality, right, when you were talking about making that, breaking the mold. If you were to give someone an option at a McDonald's or a Starbucks, say, here's milk chocolate, blizzard, Ice cream hand dipped in this and whatever, you know, magic shell, you know, magic shell, whatever yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> or you have this thing, what I just mentioned. If you just gave them the taste on it alone, like some people are going to prefer one or the other, right? But if you give them the option, at least they can make that decision. The problem is at a place like, you know, Kentucky or Kansas, like there's not even the option there. So then you're trapped and you have these people that have to scour the internet for Dr. Google or whatever. You're going to find out that it tells you this is the option, this is the option too. But they're going to be looking at websites and people from Austin and from Houston and from L.A. and Dallas yeah. are basically saying, this is what I've done. This is what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, I'm sharing it with people. And that's the exciting thing is that we can share this information. Yeah. It is accessible to these people that are in areas that don't have this kind of support. Yep. But they have to look for it. They have to seek it out. And, like, it's, it's super important of a concept in yoga is aware. the light of awareness is healing in and of itself. Like, just... Focusing on your breath, focusing on your body, it'll that shit will start healing. Yeah. And so all we need is the awareness of like, oh, the impact of what I put in my mouth on my body is real. Yeah. We haven't made that connection in like ninety five percent of people out there. So. No. no. And and until that connection happens, their down on the ground level decision making is not going to be effective. No. They'll go for that that miracle chocolate cone, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like over the cacao nibs any day because they literally don't know like the, the difference in it, the impact of the health that, that is happening when they consume those different products. Yeah. Plus they saw the other one on TV. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw it 10 times at yeah. least before 6 p.m. I mean, I, I watched, now that I, my, my son's getting older, you start seeing some of the, 
the advertisements now, the same ones our parents used to see, and they were like, why are you buying this shit? Like, why do you want this? Because it's, it's catered to just flash in the pan, the sweetest, best-taking, most colorful-looking thing. And really, it's all food dyes, right, and sugar. And I'm thinking, you know what's actually colorful? There's a bunch of, like, different types of vegetables on this plate, right? And you got some badass hummus sometimes, or you got this avocado dip that you yeah, do or whatever, man. right? But if that was preached and looked at as sexy as, like, chocolate and desserts, all the kids would be growing up eating that stuff, right? Because the parents would say, well, I'd rather buy this than that. But me, this is the downfall we have. Me, I'm lazy when it comes to cooking. Yeah. Because I don't like to cook. So what happens is I don't want to cook a meal for 30, 45 minutes. Give me something that's ready to go. Yeah. So then I go and look for something that's prepared or packaged at Starbucks and say, like, well, I want a sandwich, but I don't want to even cut the bread. Like, is it ready for me? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to go now. I got five minutes, you know? And if you prepare even your food nowadays, that's a lost art. Yeah, right? Man. So I'm sure you cook a lot of your meals too, right? Dude, I actually don't. You don't? I don't, man. I uh, I hit up a lot of healthy spots around here and around yeah. Austin. Um, but I, I keep it basic. Like, I, I'll find steamed broccoli. And, like, that's all I need. Steamed broccoli and a piece of meat. And that's like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a meal for you? Yeah, that's, that's like a meal. <laughs> yeah. And, that's like and two it, side dishes is basically yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. And because I'm not a cooker either, man. I won't sit down and, like, prepare a meal for an hour and a half yeah, chop up all the veggies I can't do it it's like yeah it's just it on my hierarchy of ways that I can spend my time like yeah. that falls pretty low onions in the eyes is yeah. not fun for 30 minutes like it's not what's <laughs> funny though is the few times I have done it I feel so rewarded <laughs> yeah I'm just like oh I've worked really hard to prepare this meal and now it tastes so good and like you know you know what's funny I think about I think about if I was in a restaurant how long would it have taken for me to order my food and get this food in when my prep time, right? Yeah. So I could have said, well, just next time, I'll do it that way, and it's gonna make they're gonna make it better than me. Not only that, driving to the restaurant, getting out of your house. Yeah, like, yeah, and it's it's weird because if I go to a restaurant, it's something I crave, like that meal. Mm-hmm. There's something the way they make it. Because otherwise, I'm like, well, I can probably make it a little better myself. Where like Baldo, he cooks and he's he's a badass cook. So I'm just like, well, he can probably cook it better. <laughs> and like I know that he's not putting all this other crap in it, right? Yeah, like the oil yeah. he cooks with is like avocado oil. Yeah. I'm like, come on, you can't get better than that, right? And then it's a lot of, a lot of raw food, so I'm sure you eat a lot of raw food as well. Yeah, dude, I hit up my, my nuts, my, my fruits, <laughs> all those, man. Love hitting some nuts. <laughs> yeah. I hit them nuts hard. All day, all day, baby. <laughs> Did you ever go out to the uh, JB Organic Farm? Dude, I've, I've volunteered out there a couple times, yeah, it's and fun. it's so cool how you can, like, work and then get a basket of veggies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Big basket, like yeah. a lot. He brought it home one time. And I was like, "Dude, I, what are we gonna do with all this?" And he's like, "We're just gonna." Well, half of it's gonna go bad, and <laughs> I know. Half just goes in compost. Big, it's already going to compost. Big thing of soup, and it was amazing. For like, <laughs> what's funny? It was already like getting mold and going bad on the way over here. So we, you know, put half of that over that way. Yeah. Like, but I mean, you get like really cool stuff there, and so that's why we were just talking about on the way well, before you got here. It's like, well, I want to do like a little herb garden. Hydroponic garden out there. That'd be dope. Right? And, like, and they said, well, we need a lime tree already. Like, just put that out there. Right? Imagine walking Chelsea by. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, think about it. Like, if you want to talk about primitive, I still believe food is your medicine. So if okay. someone comes in and they're like, hey, I want to get better. Well, first of all, it's going to start with your diet. Oh, yeah. So imagine, like, we were had a talk today about someone and, and uh, prescriptions. Like, you know, like the idea is if the doctor prescribes it, they're going to take it, right? Because that was what the doctor prescribed me. Well, what if the doctor prescribed a raw vegetable plant-based diet and then you start using like frankincense, oil for everything, uh, 
hell, even CBD oil, right? You yeah. say you start doing yoga every day, meditating. How healthy of a person would that be after like 10 days of doing that? Dude, I'll tell you where that falls short is the pharmaceutical companies won't make any money off that though. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, and then the doctor they're... won't get incentivized and taken out to dope dinner and buy <laughs> pharmaceutical rest. How do you know about that? You're not supposed to know about all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, oh, because you know what? When I worked in the traditional setting, we went to steak dinners. That's really. I went to every steak place here in town, yep. and I would always get like you know fish or something. I just can't eat them, not that much meat. But I would look around at all the doctors in the room. They were all out of shape. Yeah, they all dude. looked like shit. They looked like that was like their thousandth steak dinner of the year, and they're still like. We had a client tell yeah. us that. He's like, I don't understand my doctor because he's like not even in shape. Yeah, he's not in shape. He's sitting there telling me I need to do this and blah blah blah, and I'm like, yeah, that's what we're up against now. But the younger blood of of the medical world is seeing that. And they're, I think they're trying to fight. I, I really do. Because, like, how many things can you even control nowadays? Right? If I can't tell you without, you know, someone kind of intervening and saying, hey, tell this client, this patient, whatever, what they can and can't eat, that's one thing. But if they say they can only take this kind of medication, they can only take this kind of treatment option because that's the only one we're going to offer, then that's bullshit, right? I don't want to be in a society where we only have one option for your health and wellness. And what you're doing will probably reach more masses than I ever will. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy because there's this one-size-fits-all mentality. And, like, what I learned is, like, everybody, like everybody's gut is a fingerprint. Everybody's fingerprint is a fingerprint. Everybody's face is a fingerprint. That's like, awesome. This shit is all unique to each individual. And it's the greatest privilege to live a human life and be able to find out what, what you are. Yeah. That, that is what being a human is all about. Like, we got this unique strand, each and every one of us, of DNA. And it like interacts with different foods. We're gonna go over like, uh, uh, like some food allergies and shit like that, and like my urine and whatever. Like it's totally different from you. It's totally different from yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. And like the way that I prescribe myself, that is my power. Yeah. Like, what what foods work best with me? That's my decision, my journey to figure out that that unique path that I have. But let me yeah. ask you this: How? Well, go ahead. well, it's interesting though because you wanna you you, you gotta have to you, you gotta want that right because a lot of the time it's just like. Uh, giving the responsibility to somebody else, right? That's why people come to the doctors and say, well, just tell me what it is, right? Even here, even though at this point they're coming in for vitamins, which is a much better alternative, we still educate them, but then they say, they still say, well, just tell me what I need. This is yeah. the outcome that I want. Tell me what I need. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? And so, yeah. and so much as it, we, and now we have plenty of clients that are like, come in, it's like, this is what I need because I feel like this and I understand it and I've been paying attention. I've been aware. Yeah. And this, and those are great clients too. And as far as, I mean, as, just as well as all the other ones too, but it's about taking the responsibility for your own health. Right. right. Here's the epidemic. It's rock bottom levels of curiosity. Like people are not curious anymore. They want shit just served up to them. Yeah. Like, make ready. Yeah, like, like me. Yeah, give me my, my, my food right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a problem. Like, oh, yeah. I, I really feel like there is a high correlation between curiosity and happiness. Because when you look at the world as a journey that you can explore, and, like, every turn and every problem is just another opportunity to learn new stuff, suddenly all your problems, all the resistance in your life is transformed into your unique journey. And that is such a powerful thing. You look at things instead of happening to you, happening for you. This is, this is my unique path. This is my unique lesson that I get to learn here while I'm on planet Earth as a human being. Yeah. That's powerful stuff, man. That is. And like, that's the real epidemic that's going on. Is like people are just like apathetic about life. 
they are not curious about themselves. They, they don't want to like journey out and venture out and explore. No. They just want Uber Eats to come and bring them a chicken <laughs> fried sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that shit is easy is. and there's more Netflix to watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get out feeling lazy right now, man. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. Right? I don't want to get out and do a thing. I want everything brought to me. I, I tell you this. The rewarding part of cooking is one thing, right? The rewarding part of going on a spiritual, healing, medical journey or whatever is another thing. That's, that's a, a reward upon many people who, who basically say like, well, I've tried this, I've tried this, I had to basically go off on my own and talk to this person and talk to this person, I had to research this one just to find a start, right? And then like, with, I was gonna ask you too, the same thing, like when did you even figure all this out? Because it's not like you were told this stuff. Yeah, man. Right, like yeah, when, did, is... when, when did you start this journey? So there is a real power of psychedelics. <laughs> I'm gonna start yeah. with that. Ah, that's a great start to a story. I love it. Now it's getting interesting. I'm gonna steal that somewhere. I, you know, there was a, a one moment, and it was in a deep um, LSD trip, and I looked at a piece of cauliflower, and I was like. That's gonna become a part of me, <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a profound moment. It was such a profound moment. This link between what is external is becoming internal, and that's yeah. that's yeah. the process of yeah. Di- digestion. Yeah, and and it just changed each and every momentary decision that I would make after that. Like what I'm putting in my mouth actually is really important. Yeah, and it's funny because like like a lot of people don't think about it like that. Yeah. They're just like, oh, this is just my fuel. I just crap it out. It's like, no, like your current body is an assembly of what you have consumed over the past seven years, yeah. give or take. Yeah, that is, yeah, it is a physical manifestation of what you put in your mouth and you stored. And yeah. you stored all that. You stored stress. You stored inflammation, pesticides, chemicals. Um, bad energy, right? Like, think about when you walk in and you're just like, man, that person gave me some bad energy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Like, I don't want that in my realm. I don't want to take that in. Uh-huh. If you're a healer, you take on people's energy, right? Think about when you talk to someone and they're like, man, they had a bad day and I was having a good day and all of a sudden I'm having a bad day. Dude. Gave me that shit. You know, I don't want that. Get that Get that bad vibe away from me, the right? Juju. It's the just juju. another mm-hmm. frequency of vibration. Yeah. yeah. And like, Visible light is a, a part is a vibration. It's it's a, a, a certain spectrum of of vibrational energy that we our eyes have been tuned over evolution to see and perceive and translate into an image in your brain. But there is a lot more. There's your aura. There are vibrational waves that are not perceptible with your eyes. They are not within the light spectrum. They are vibes. It's that weird energy that that dude is giving you on the subway. That's what? just like this is. I've, I've never asked anyone this on a podcast yet. Um, what happens to us when we die, dude? We dematerialize. Like we fade away. Like we 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 dissolve back into the earth. And I think that like I think that the moment of your death is is this, just the start of that process. It's the exiting of the control center. It's like, all right, we're done. Let's shut the let's shut shut the the prefrontal cortex off, pretty much. That is where like I believe like consciousness is housed. Your third eye, like we we get energy through our crown, mm-hmm. like the divine energy. That's what animates us mm-hmm. and brings us to life. But we are a mini god here in our prefrontal cortex. And the moment that we die, we're exiting the prefrontal cortex, and the rest of the body begins the 
dissemination into the earth. And it's just a natural process that happens when you aren't upkeep. There's no become upkeep. nutrients for the earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the soul comes from the, the prefrontal cortex. That's what I think. That's badass. I've yeah. never heard that before. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Dude, pre, if you think of your prefrontal cortex, this is like command central. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times, um, people look at the prefrontal cortex as like, like, oh, this is our evolutionary advantage over the rest of, of the world, over all of nature. This is what oh, separates species. us as humans. Yeah, that's true. But also, I believe that the prefrontal cortex, especially in this day and age of stimulation and, and constant information coming in, it goes haywire and it gets overstimulated. Mm-hmm. And that's where our, our stress comes from. That's where our anxiety comes from. And so I really am a firm believer in getting into flow states, getting yeah. into states where your prefrontal cortex, hypo, what is the term? Hypotransient prefrontality or hypotransient pre, uh, no, hypofrontality, transient hypofrontality. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I would mess that up too. Transient <laughs> hypofrontality. It is, it is the, it is a momentary disengagement of your prefrontal cortex it, it goes offline so that the rest of your brain can light up and you get out of that analytical decision making, looking into the future, analyzing the past. Like, we're constantly calculating in our prefrontal cortex. And I think that's what DMT this can do, says, right? Yeah. It can separate the two, right? It says it, transient hypofrontality means that for a while, under certain conditions, the focused thinking part of our brain gets a rest, which allows other parts and functions of our brain to become become more predominant. So it's like an outer body experience, but like basically like you're taking an objective objective it's, look at yourself. It's yeah. like is that what DMT ultimate, does, you think? Yeah. It's yeah, like right. the ultimate being present experience. Here's what I think too, is that like I, I do believe that like the prefrontal cortex is where our little mini control center is. It's where the ego lives. It's 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 where we generate our perceptions of ourselves. And when that goes offline, you feel oneness. You feel connected to everything as if it's almost like a mini death. It's like, this is what it feels like when your prefrontal cortex is, is shut down. You are connected back to everything. You dissolve back into the universe. And that's why in your flow state, everything feels so effortless. You're, you're moving on the ground. You're, you're moving around with your body, and it just feels like you're connected with everything around you because that, that prefrontal cortex is the distinguisher. It is the ego. It says, I am this. You are that. And, 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 that's that, and we are separate. But like, it's a foundational principle of yoga that we are all connected, and all we have to do is disengage the prefrontal cortex to get a, a peak at death. Which I really think that death is oneness. Death is us going back into everything. Getting out of our prefrontal cortex like we just talked about. Yeah. And that's what flow state is. That's why it's so important. Like when I'm in my breath work, I feel like I'm practice dying. I really do. I, I, when I, I hyper oxygenate to the point where I can induce a syncope. And, 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 and what that does is it dissolves away my perception of me. And, and I suddenly become integrated with the space around me. And that is like huge because it's preparing you. It's like practice. It's practice dying. It's like, yo, you're going to disengage from your prefrontal cortex at some point of the future. Let's take a quick gander at what that feels like. Yeah. Oh, you feel Not weightless. <laughs> you suddenly feel connected to everything around you. You have this deep inner expansiveness that you've never felt before. These are things that all hearken to the fact that we are connected to everything around us. We are, we are just a wave 
in the ocean that it, it's splashing over for a lifetime and then it crashes back into the ocean. That's cool. It's just like in chemistry when you change the physical property of water. I mean, it's essentially what it is. It's just going to be a different form now, right? My yeah. energy goes into this now, change from ice to steam, right? I'm still, I'm still myself, but now I'm in a different form, right? And so then after that, if you disengage, what happens next? Does it go latch into something else? Does it connect to something else? I, yeah. I don't know. Probably, right? Right? Does, I mean, right? Because so. that's the theory, right? With there's spir- still chemical bonds. Right, there's chemical bonds, there's spiritual bonds. There's, a, there's an actual magnetic connection, right, that you would think that you can be pulled and maybe hover in this atmosphere, right? Maybe I mean, because wh- where else would they go? Would you just, like, float up and all well, these spirits and everything goes outside the atmosphere? If we're honoring the laws of energy, too. You don't touch anything. <laughs> Does then that mean the energy within the person is dispersed or does it, like you said, does it go into right. something else? I think the theory of the soul could definitely come from the fact that we are electric beings and we didn't have a way to describe that before. So does that electricity hold together once the body dies or does it turn into stardust? No, you, never lose, you, you never lose energy. It. It just, yes, it just yeah. one of the laws of thermodynamics. Yeah, it's right. It's energy like kinetic or, or, or was it uh, concentric? The, uh, the one. But it doesn't ever it um, turns into something. Yeah, right. it's yeah. Just transferred into something. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, so it's just we're just balls of energy. Yeah, man. The, the whole world. So little ant comes and picks you up little by little, and yeah. takes it, and you become a queen ant. Yeah. What, what I think, <laughs> or at least a part of that queen ant. What I think reality is, and the human experience is, a, it's a divine gift. And you know, religion aside, because that is so colored with whatever. I really think that. God, the universe, this all-powerful force wants to experience itself. And so there it creates the illusion of separateness. It's an illusion. And it's happening in your prefrontal cortex as the distinguisher, the ego. I, I am this, you are that. Now we get to play in the world that is all connected, but we have the illusion that we're not connected to it. And we get to run around it and pick up rocks and throw them. Oh, that's not me. Hunt a fish, stab it in the head. Like, that's not me. I think it'd be like The Matrix. Yeah. Right? I mean, and it's funny. I watched an interview with Jim Carrey one time, like recently. And he gets this knock for going crazy, so-called. But he essentially just said what you said. He said, you're not you. You're just, you're a form of you. Right? And so the gift is, what do you do with that physical shape that you're given? With all that spirit and all that energy, what are you going to do with it? So for most people like yourself, you're you're taking hold of life and saying, I'm going to make the most of it with this form of body that I have and try to leave this situation better than I found it. Yeah. Right? That's that's what healers do. That's what people who change the world. This is – we heard today someone said, I want to change the world. And it's a cool term because you don't have to – go into politics to change the world. You don't have to have trillions of dollars to change the world. It will help, right? But the mentality is that my world sits within here. I can control this universe to a certain extent. I can control what I do, what I put in it, what I put on it, what I surround myself with, and how I internalize and metabolize it. Well, that could be genetics. You know, that could be something yeah. else, right? I can't control that which all the time, gonna into, yeah. which we're going to get into. So then you say like, well, then what can I do to help ease this journey. I would also pose the question, what defines the world? Because, I mean, yeah, we always think, like, I want to change the world on this macro level, get famous, have everyone know my name, whatever, and that's what it means to change the world. But, I mean, it's kind of a dark 
way to think about it, but if someone kills themselves, like, they affect more people than they ever knew they even knew yeah. in their life. And that changes the world in a dark way, right? So, I mean, you're, you, you do have a world around you. Like you said, I am my world, you are your world. But if we're going with the oneness thing, you're already changing the world just by being here and doing whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. But, but, but the change the world mentality, though, it's a different, it, it goes, I think it goes into the way the body runs on frequency. The wavelength that your body operates is how your world is going to operate too. So for example, think about a depressed person who thinks there's nothing that they can do that will change their world. Right. They've internalized this. You wish you could just take them out of their body and say, just look at everything you have. You have a roof over your head. You have a great job, a great wife. You have family. But yet they still kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger gave himself to one of the greatest roles ever in the Joker, right? One of the best villains ever. And he basically gave his life for it because he said, this is my world now. Yeah. Like, this is it. And I can't, he, could, he couldn't fight the demons. He internalized the demons, put them that, in that way and said, I still can't get him out of the system. I can't break away. I can't separate because this is the only world I know. And then all of a sudden the frequency never changed. And then we know the story. But if you can change the frequency the way, the way you, your brain thinks, you have literally changed the world. And if that's what Allison says, my world is just me right now, then yeah, I'll be selfish and say my world is me. But even if that means I helped myself, I got out of the frequency of being sick all the time. You know, being tired all the time. I wanted to change. I didn't like this because I knew where it was going. I want to change, so I'm going to change my world. And if I change my world, people are going to take note of it and it spreads. Right? That's the different kind of energy, right? Then it spreads like a different frequency. And so even with spirits, you can have a connection way beyond... From the grave, you know, so-called, right? Connect to how many people that believe that there's people that come back to us and speak and give us information to pass it along. They'd be like, hey, I disconnected. This is a, a thing you're probably going to want to know in a few years. Dude, that blows my mind. Because it's like, it's like, I heard this on this podcast recently. It was like, we may not have as much choice as we really think we do. Like, happiness is a brain chemistry equation. Like, when we're, pre- when we're presented with stimuli, our reaction to that stimuli, stimuli is dictated by so many things that are out of our control because it's, it's based on the state of our chemistry internally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when people are like, oh, like, I'm stuck in unhappiness, like, like, and people have no sympathy for them. They're like, no, just go outside. Just get your shit together. Like, get <laughs> some water in your system. They are literally in a state where stimuli is accepted in a different way than you. Because their brain chemistry equation is, is completely different than yours. And so like, where you make change is by inspiring people to make those tiny little decisions that inch them along the way to a better internal brain chemistry equation. And then they can be self-sustaining from that point with that heightened state, with the correct amount of dopamine, with the right serotonin release, with, with all of these endogenous chemicals that color our reality. Like, they, we need to guide people as much as we can, but at the same time understand, like, dude, this guy's depressed. Like, he thinks that the world's out to get him. Yeah. And it's gonna take a long time etching away at this brain chemistry equation to get it on the right track. Well, I'm glad you said that because like I, I was watching a po- or listening to a podcast today of a big famous guy and they basically attacked this lady because she was t- saying she was tired all the time. She didn't want to work out. 
And he's basically like, that's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. You you can walk around and you can go do this stuff. And I was like, well, maybe they can't. And you know who I'm talking about. I listened to that and podcast. So I'm like, exactly I'm like it's about. almost like telling the press person, just get over it. Yeah. Like, get up out of your seat and just, like, look at the glass half full. I... It's funny because I'll say that to people too, but I'm thinking like, man, they have to change the frequency because yeah. look at where their stimuli is coming from. If you turn on the TV and you turn into the six o'clock news and you are required as an American citizen to basically watch the news because that's your American duty to find out what's going on in your world, what's the first report? This person was murdered. This person was kidnapped. This person was killed. This is going on with the president. This is, I mean, it's... Oh, and there's this little puppy dog story at the very end. Like we're gonna adopt all these people, you know, or these these uh, these pets at the end of the, so of the week. Okay. Yeah, just it's, it's gonna be okay. Have a good weekend. Yeah. They don't. And it, Jack Johnson said in his song, "Why in news?" He says, "Why is it that people don't cry when they read about people who die? Like why why is that the case? Now we disconnect and we basically get dumbed down, desensitized. The frequency is just pumped into our brains to say it's not as important as you think it is. Do you think that's by design? Yes." I completely you can call you can call conspiracy theorists or whatever you want, but it's the fucking truth, right? How in the world, like you said, would, well, what, would, how can you make money happy? You're healthy not gonna, and you're happy. not going to stay and watch TV, right? So you you're gotta, not going to sit down. And in the, I mean, TV dinners could probably been the best thing ever for family because they said we're going to market it as it brings families together because they're sitting out watching their favorite TV shows, and all of a sudden, boom, no one's talking to one another, right? So then you say, okay, that's cool, we did our part, but we're watching them now. We got their attention. What can we blast them with? Essentially, it's just we can market this, we can do this, and you start looking at that six o'clock news again. In between it, with the commercials, are pharmaceutical drugs. Maybe I need that drug. Talk to your doctor about this. Side effects include blah 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 blah. The shit that you're taking the drug for, right? And then on top of it, then they have game shows instead of regular like sitcom shows like they had back in the day that made you feel good and taught you a lesson. Mr. Rogers was the thing of the past, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, I love Mr. Right? And nowadays, it's too corny for TV, right? You have stuff on there that would probably offend your grandma, but yet now it's being taught to their kids. And, and then people are killed on TV. There's every kind of murder show on TV possible. There's right. CNN, uh, SNCIS, like, you know, whatever. And it's always like the worst Hawaii possible kill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dateline <laughs> is all murders, right? How did this person get away with this murder and do all this crazy shit? And it always goes back to they were psychotic or they had this weird thing. It's like, well, I don't know if they're a product of the system or not, but it's not like it's set it's up for people. It's not, it's not set up for people to get out of it. Yeah, and, and it blows my mind because I, I – and that's why I ask, is this by design or is this just a lack of awareness? Because it would – like is, is a, is a dumbed-down population like that just easier to control? Is, yes. that, is yes. that why we're doing like yes. this? Yes. I but also – sorry – I was just going to say, I also think it's a human, like, defense mechanism for survival to not be so upset. Like, if you're constantly exposed to violence and you're constantly experiencing that stress, your body doesn't want to constantly be releasing that amount of stress. So your body, like, physiologically is going to change and make it okay. Like, you're going to create some sort of cognitive dissonance and be okay with seeing that because if you're constantly crying (laughs) and you're constantly sad... Your body, like you're, you're not gonna think of anything else. You're not gonna get anything else done. You're gonna forget to eat. So like that, I think that somewhere is rooted in primal instincts to be trained to be okay with things if you're constantly exposed to them. You see that with war, you know, war Probably captives and things like that. Too. Well, like war, war captives. Like if you're trapped in a camp for five years and you're a prisoner of war, you're gonna see them. some things that aren't gonna affect you. You know, five years in, that would have destroyed you when you first started because 
you're used to seeing that violence now and it's just a mental way to get through it and survive yeah ptsd right like i mean just i mean afterwards but when you're in it oh but you're in it but you do what you can to survive right i mean that's that's I totally it's a coping mechanism. There's also like what I was talking about some, um, when I was doing my MBA from the marketing side is like if you keep people in fear, they're going to keep watching the TV. Right? Yeah. Instead of like if they're happy, it's like, oh, no, let's go outside and go play with everybody. Ad revenue. And Drops. then it's ad revenue, yeah. right? And so, and so there's that part of it too. But then you also, so it's kind of like the chicken and the egg, right? Which one came first? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure there's people that take advantage of that or organizations that take advantage of that. Right, like you know, well, without calling out names, but look, there's think plenty about of people that take advantage of that. You can call it conspiracy theorists or whatever you want, but the people who control the news control what information is being put in people's homes. Right? Whatever was on TV in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, that was it. Just like the doctor who told you this was God as well when it came to medicine. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like the doctor said this, the newscaster said this. The sky's green outside. It's going to rain tomorrow, so it's going to rain. Right? You take it for what it's worth, and now you base that people. No, that's full of shit. Like that's, that doesn't seem right. It seems fake to me. How can a tomato that's 10 times bigger than what it should be good for me? Yeah. You know, how can it be that that loaf of bread is never going to rot? How is it that I can have a can or a box of this and like it's fruit, it's made from fruit, but yet like it says made with real fruit, but like it's all sugar and it's aspartame or it's sucrose or whatever. It's fake stuff, you know, and so the frequency, yeah, it's there. It's totally there for us, man. They want to keep us down and they want to keep us stupid and they only pump us full of stupid shit out there. The universities and all the schools, what are they teaching? How to take a test. Yep. That nurse practitioner exam I took, straight up multiple, t- this is what you need to study in order for the board exam. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's a, imagine if you went into a, a classroom nowadays and you said, all right, take out a pencil, a sheet of paper, we're going to draw a picture of the body and we're going to do an anatomy test and I'm just going to point to this stuff and you just write down what it is. And then give me three things of what it's good for. And then what it's connected to to this. And the action does this. If you did it that way, rather than say, memorize these ten things about what it does, and then there's going to be a multiple choice to test about it. I mean, what's going to happen? Yeah, I got really good at Which one of these is not like the other? Bingo. Um, okay, this one. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Awesome. Educated guessing, right? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And so standardized testing. And none of that is setting you up for the dynamic world that humans live in at all. No. Yeah. And it, and, and I don't know who is in charge of this shit. <laughs> Whoever you are, it's not us. <laughs> you're listening right now. We're on to you. <laughs> yeah, whoever it is, you stop doing this because. But it, it yeah. doesn't because it's not. It's just not good for you in the end. Whoever you are, um, because what we're what is happening is there. We've got this human population that's just useless. It's completely useless. They can't think for themselves. They can't do for themselves. They're not curious about the world. They. They have this, the, the doctor is God syndrome, where just tell me what I need to do, tell me what's wrong with me, rather than having this internal curiosity, going out and exploring. Like, that's what should be encouraged in our educational system. Yeah. It's just so hard to standardize that, and, oh, yeah. to, and to create, like, like, this person is better than this person, like a, like a hierarchy out of, like, who is the most creative? Who is the most curious? Like, we can't, we can't, attach those metrics that that we want to attach to that kind of curriculum let me ask you this so if religion aside do you feel like mother nature is punishing us i feel like what we're talking about the law of thermodynamics energy cannot be created or destroyed right what we have done as the human race is redistributed a significant amount of energy in ways that it has never been distributed before and 
what we're seeing is just the result of the redistribution of energy that is a result of human existence. And so I don't think we're getting punished or like, like there's some angry god out there that's like, it's just cause and effect. Yeah. have this hurricane. Yeah. yeah, it's just a cause and effect. It's just the natural laws of, of physics yeah. and matter. And yeah. like we are redistributing energy in ways that it hadn't before. We're taking energy out of the ground that was there for millions of years and we're pumping it into the sky. Yeah, and, and we're, we're breathing it all in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're about to drain it. Yeah. We're about to drain And then there's certain parts of the world where the, the earth's like sinking in. Yeah. Like it's literally like sinking in. Like, yeah, there used to be half a mile in diameter or whatever that is for the metric conv- uh, conversion. But it's like, yeah, this is, uh, this is a lot bigger now and it's going over there. And if you walk over there, you're probably going to fall. We don't know where you're going to go. And glaciers are melting. The, you know, like... They say another Harvey's gonna happen, like it's just inevitable. You yeah, know? And it's just crazy because these super hurricanes are just popping yeah. up more than ever. Yeah, and so are we a product of the environment, or is our environment basically creating this opportunity for us to thrive in different ways possible? Right, like that. I think that's where you're looking at it's the optimistic. Change the frequency. Well, be curious. Say, how do you change that? How do you change the frequency? How do you change the world? You start by doing the basic stuff. Let's say, let's say they take away all our food you grow your own food mm-hmm. they don't teach you that in school let's say that they teach you um, that you need to go get a job in order to pay bills well what happens if the electricity goes out are you gonna be able to light your entire house with candles and have the batteries ready and you have a, a bug out system prepared what happens if the supermarket runs out of food that shit's only stocked for two days right I mean, what's going to happen then? This is to a metropolitan city where, like, everyone's like, no. Like, I go to HB three times a week. Like, I'm going to be, like, right? Like, you're fucked pretty much. Unless you're preserving. <laughs> Unless you know how to get your own food. I think, oh, yeah. The hunter over there. I think where, I think where we, it came, what it comes down to is just going back to this illusion of separateness. Yeah. And we have this ego that's living inside of our prefrontal cortex and it's making decisions as if I'm the one benefiting and that's the most important thing. And there is not a consideration of we are, we are all in this together because yeah. we're all connected. Yeah. Like that is the distinction that has not happened yet and I think it's, it's shifting slowly. Yeah. I think people are realizing the impact of their decisions. Oh yeah. But it's ha- it, like we've got a lot of ground to make up for. Oh yeah, because people were living just in that prefrontal cortex for yep. the past two thousand years of just like, yo, I got to get mine. Like yep. this, it's all about me. Yeah. But in the end, what they're doing is they screwed over their grandkids, their great grandkids. <laughs> all like they they screwed themselves over. Yeah. Because their strand isn't gonna live into eternity. Yeah. As as if that's the goal, right? We want to propagate as long as we want, as, as we can. That's oh, yeah. the goal of DNA is just to keep on living through time. Like, like time and DNA, those are two like parts of this equation. We want our DNA to travel as far into the future as we possibly can for some reason. I don't know what we're waiting to see, but that is our primordial motivation yeah. to just create yeah. more of ourselves, more copies of ourselves. Look around. Everything is doing it. Oh, yeah. Everything is trying to get their strand of the future. I don't know where we're trying to get to. But that is the goal for some reason, and we aren't looking at it from a hol- like a holistic, like bird's eye view perspective. That like our decisions are impacting our great 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 grandkids very significantly. Yeah. And if we're really attaching back to that 
that innate motivation to propagate and make our DNA live through time, we're fucking up royally right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what though? You know what who what they can't control? Consumers. Assholes. They 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 control us with marketing, but they can't fully control what we buy. So the thing is how you fix it is, what are we buying? What's our demand now? Vote with the dollar. Right. So you say, if everyone's saying, I want organic food, guess what? McDonald's is saying, we probably need to put some organic food on the menu, right? Because they're demanding it, right? That grassroots campaign was like, you know what? We're talking about gay rights now. You know what? Let's start talking about gay rights. Let's start reading writing some laws, right? And then all of a sudden, it goes a little bit further. And now we're talking about pot everywhere is legalized, right? And there's and imagine five years, ten years from now, when that's just gonna be the norm. Thirty years ago, like why were we in such arms about that? You know, it's the demand, and it's because it's a grassroots campaign of people saying, "I want to change the world. I can change what I have in my household. I can change the music I listen to my car. Um, I can change what I put in my food." I can change what I put in my body. And then from there, it grows. And then someone's like, oh, you're doing that? Cool, I want to do that. Oh, you're doing that? I'm doing that too. Spread the word. And I think that's why social media is, is probably the double-edged sword. Yeah. They won't be able to control what is on the interwebs because there's no way you can do that. There's no way. You no. can't control that. There, you can't. And people will know if you're trying to. That's oh, yeah. the thing. Like, you, there, there's no lying with how connected we are now. And I think that that's what's stoking so much change and growth. That's why we're seeing a revolution like in marijuana that we are right now. This is unprecedented in the United States. Oh, to, yeah. see, to see this level of, of legislation being forced. Turned forced. over. Forced. I've never, they're basically said, so marijuana is a controlled one scheduled drug in, on the FDA DA website. So if you look at, like, Class one is like heroin. Yeah, it's say, cocaine. Is it like meth? Even yes, class two, like it's the yes. And meth. so schedule one's only for research purposes only. So I don't know what kind of research cocaine is going on in like the universities, right? Or heroin's going, but they're researching this marijuana. Yeah, ask MK Ultra about that one. <laughs> so yeah, so like if you're if you're looking at that, we are telling the government we want you to remove one of those schedule one drugs and make it legal for consumption across the board. Because the rest of the world thinks it's fine. For some reason, we have this problem with this little plan. Yeah, but there's just like, we want to make sure that these companies do it because they'll do it. Right. Yes, they say, but <laughs> we want to make sure whoever controls it are these companies. So that's what, think about it. I watched the commercial the other day, Philip Morris and all the other tobacco companies on their commercial. It's a white commercial with black letters that just said, Philip Morris, blah, 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 were instructed to tell everyone that there is an association between cancer and cigarette smoking. The, 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 the relationship is real and there we've known about this blah 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 that's what the fucking commercial said that is crazy I can't believe this but we might be on the brink of possibly eliminating smoking in a few years right because everyone's going to be vaping but I mean that's the thing <laughs> but at least you got rid of the cigarettes right I mean it's, it's crazy at least yeah here right if you go remember remember back in the day if you go to 6th street you could just smoke in the bars right now it's like Look, we have to walk by all those people out there smoking on yeah. the sidewalk. Like, that's the gross. Is yeah, yeah, gross. Sure. And they're, like, hanging in the corner behind the dumpster. Like, I can't even smoke a cigarette. It's, it's freaking American spirits. You know, like, you know, get out of here, hippie. Organic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Organic cigarettes. I, I was actually talking with some smokers this past weekend in Kansas. <laughs> of course. And, and just hearing, hearing the lack of control that they have over the usage of tobacco blew my mind. Like... They were like, I've been trying to quit for years. And, and, and I, was, like, I had that moment of a lack of empathy. I was like, well, why don't you just fucking quit? 
But then I had to remind myself, there is a brain chemistry equation going on. There is a feedback loop that's going on that has been reinforced for God knows how long, decades for these kind of people that have been smoking. And like giving that up is like taking out your spleen or taking away oh, yeah. something that your body thinks because it became it part of this because yeah. became, but you know what's funny that other thing in the commercial it said we also put stuff in there to make it more addictive so if you say that, that, that it's stacked up against us yes they put stuff in the tobacco leaf and the cigarette to make it more addictive they put sugar and they chemically change the sugar to make it more addictive more craving why else would you crave a filet fish sandwich from McDonald's like why would you think that's a good fish sandwich to eat right why would you crave those fries they literally put stuff in there to do that. And I remember I watched the 60 Minutes one time. They went to a, a, a chemical lab that made preservatives. And they said, um, what kind of strawberry flavor do you want? And they pulled out this tray of Petri dishes and they're like, we got 300 different kinds of strawberry flavors you want. What kind you want? Raspberry strawberry, blueberry strawberry, you want Ugh. a sweet strawberry, like a tart. That was it. Rather than when you go to the the farm and you say, well, this one here has got about another week. It's almost it's almost ready to go, right? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be yeah. a little tart. It's going to be a little tart, man. But if you want to have it now, you can. That's just like – it's crazy because, yeah, they are controlling it, but people are growing their gardens. They have chickens in their backyard. Mm-hmm. I saw someone doing like growing algae in their pool just to eat it. Really? Yeah. That's fucking cool. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Right? That's fucking cool. It's like – exactly well, Beehives, right? Beehives. There's like lessons now in classes you can sign up for to learn how to do a beehive. And that's where the change is going to happen, man. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Bingo. Awareness is healing. And the more that we can realize that all these things are impacting us, the more that we shape every single decision that we're making. And then slowly we'll etch back at that brain equation. Slowly we'll get back to a homeostasis where we can wake up without any coffee, where we can you know, have a meeting without needing, you know, an extra zest. Like, we're just living. We're, we're, we're human beings, and we're in our natural state. And, like, that's where we got to get back to, man. Oh, man. I love it. I All love right. the passion. Let's get back to – I know we've got to start wrapping up here in a second. Well, what are we at? Uh, no, but we still like have – an hour in, but, like, let's – uh, do you want to do your – Let's talk about – Yeah, let's talk about, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. This, this is, might be, like, a side B right here, right? We have so, no, we're just going to have a long episode. We're having a long episode. All right, so can I? Can we talk about this? Yeah, no, I, I, first I want you to just give me, like, a letter grade on my <laughs> – <laughs> okay. I, I want to know, like – I'm going to give you, like, a B. Ooh, that? All right, I'll give hey, you a B. I, I'm down for it. Right, so, like, I was a C student. That's, <laughs> right, yeah, so that's even better. Um, all right, so so for the people listening and watching at home, Noah here has allowed us to go over some of the lab work that we've done here. Um, there are some things that we didn't get to go over, but this is a, a urine test that we do to check neurotransmitters and biomarkers of inflammation in the brain. Now, when you talk about when we <laughs> talked about all the stuff that you talked about right now, this is the geeky side part of it. Vitamins can essentially cause all these weird reactions in the brain that are more specific to neurotransmitters. So for example, serotonin, dopamine, melatonin, all can come from tryptophan. We know that L-tryptophan is amino acids found in turkey. You take it in your freaking, you know, uh, protein shakes in the morning, right? But what happens is there's like four separate pathways. And so they could go to each one of these, but then there's also another pathway that goes to inflammation. So you think about their product or environment, what is causing that tryptophan to go to the inflammatory pathway and not go to the serotonin pathway, Whoa. right? So could it be a nutritional deficiency? Could it be a genetic malformation? Could it be a chemical issue, right? This test here kind of leads into that, all right? So like I'm just going to start with it and we'll, we'll go over it. If you have questions, let me know. So the first one measures your B12 level. 
And so your B12 is in range. Like it, it says, you have a good amount, you absorb a pretty good amount, so you have a lot of B12 in your body, which is good, because some people, one, don't get the best kind of B12, methylcobalamin, hydroxycobalamin, the best two, but then you also might not absorb it, right? Once again, you take stuff in your system, is it gonna stay there, do you pee yep. it out, or you know, does it go somewhere and most, else? Most of the population will have a deficiency. Uh, most people will have deficient B12, so congratulations, Woo-hoo. you're good on that, okay? Um, the next thing is also really good too, it's called your homocysteine status. Now, your homocysteine, Baldur's heard me say this like three times this week already. Homocysteine is an inflammatory marker that measures heart health and brain health. It's also related to Alzheimer's risk. So the higher your homocysteine, the higher your heart disease risk and your Alzheimer's risk, okay? Homocysteine is usually ordered by a cardiologist or the ER doc when you have things of like cardiac damage, like a heart attack or you know, you may be at risk for it, right? The funny thing about the homocysteine is if you break it in half, you have the homo part and you have the cysteine part. The cysteine part eventually gets turned into the body into something called N-acetylcysteine. N-acetylcysteine is our biggest liver detoxer we could ever put in our body. It also even detoxifies the liver so well it gets rid of acetaminophen, like Tylenol. Whoa. You know how you can die off of Tylenol yeah. and acetaminophen overdose? Uh-huh. If you go in the hospital, they give you N-acetylcysteine. And, I mean, even the hospital across the street, the vet hospital, they gave it to their liver transplant patients, which are dogs. So that's pretty cool. So N-acetylcysteine eventually goes into these other things called glutathione, antioxidant, and taurine, which is antioxidant. You know taurine from Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Glutathione, you know, from like cancer research. I mean, it's incredible because it kills off cancer cells. But that's the detoxification pathway. So if it doesn't work well along that way, you won't ever hit detoxification. You'll be stagnant with homocysteine. Homocysteine stays elevated. Uh, so you have to lower homocysteine. One way to break it is vitamin B6. And it's systemic. Right? And it's systemic. Okay, but here's the thing. Your homocysteine's in range, which is good. Your inflammation marker for heart disease is probably not that high. Could brain health be the other issue? All right, so we gotta look into it. So the test underneath it, you didn't do so well on it. Oh. Okay, this one is your vitamin B6 levels. Now you can tell this one, you're way off on the side. Okay. Okay, now, most people are deficient in vitamin B6. You don't ever hear about it because people neglect it and the importance of it. You have vitamin B12, you have vitamin B9, and you have vitamin B6. Think of them as like a family, all siblings, all right? So if you have a deficiency in one, could you have a deficiency in others? If you look at the term pernicious anemia, it's a uh, term where you typically have an anemia of B12 deficiency, right? But then nowadays they're kind of saying, well, look at the folic part of it, B9. Sometimes you have deficiencies in that. Well, B6 deficiency is also a thing, it's in you. So what does that mean? Well, for some reason, if you need to plug this in, please, or if you plug that in. B6 deficiency, from the two things I've noticed, when a person has B6 deficiency, it's either heart risk issues or brain health issues, okay? I don't know anything about your genetic heart disease in your family. Do you have heart disease in your family? No. Do you have Alzheimer's or chronic decline in your family? No, but I've had like over 10 concussions. Okay, so... We're good. This is, this is, yeah. this is good. Do you okay. do jiu-jitsu? I know you're wearing a 10th of my knit shirt. But uh, yeah, I, I practice jiu-jitsu. My concussions came from rugby and football. Okay. Yeah. Hence all the studying of the prefrontal cortex. Of course, it makes yep. sense. <laughs> okay. So, so here's a couple of things I'll come back to. Thank you. Um, so let's see here. This one right Did here. Is there a B6 in here? Yes. Uh, this one <laughs> is for your chronic stress, which comes from your adrenal glands. It's a good measurement of how you're producing and regulating norepinephrine and epinephrine, epinephrine, which is like essentially your adrenaline. Yep. All right. So they come through your adrenal glands. If they're constantly firing, adrenal fatigue can happen, or you get overexcited. You're like right in the middle. 
Sick. Right? Adrenal is working great. Now, this is interesting. This right here, serotonin status. When this one is far off here, that means you have an abundance of serotonin. Huh. If that's not the case and it's over here to the left, it means you have low serotonin deficiency. Right. I'm going to come back to this one, and I'm gonna, I'll, but I want to go through the rest of these. This one is glutathione status. This was an antioxidant like we talked about. You're making a good amount. Not worry about it. This one's or CoQ10. CoQ10 is found in your eyes, heart, and brain. It's an antioxidant with the electron transport chain. All right? You got a sufficient amount, which is good because most people are deficient in CoQ10. It just happens over time. So you have an, a detoxification system in your body right now that's producing a lot of glutathione and a lot of CoQ10, which means your immune system is working really, really well. Sick. It's very healthy. Okay? This one here is carnitine status. Um, which is interesting because I know you probably eat meat. You have a decent amount of carnitine that you get as an amino acid in there. And then these two are, are the ones I want you to look at. So remember those pathways I was talking about with tryptophan? Mm -hmm. One goes this way, one goes that way. The inflammatory pathway is this one right here. Whoa. Okay. The one Can above you it. you the colors of these as well? As oh, there's, no, there's no colors on okay. these. are ranges for people. So okay. um, we're looking at a graph. Essentially, you're like there's a big bar and one if the dot or the diamond in the, is in the middle, you're in range. If you're out left or out right, you're over or you're under. Okay. And so um, the, the two pathways I'm looking at right now are the chironurate and the quinolonic pathways. And those, this is, this is an actual scientific thing. Um, so in B6 deficiency, the reason why it's so important with serotonin status is because vitamin B6 causes you to convert that tryptophan over to serotonin. Think about what I just said. So if you have low serotonin status, the person is typically thought of as depressed, yep. right? They take a serotonin inhibitor, uh, reuptake inhibitor, antidepressant, you know, whatever. But let's say that they're not producing enough serotonin, right? That's the whole reason they're taking the pill, right? Their medication. Well, why aren't they producing enough serotonin? If the tryptophan goes down that pathway to produce serotonin, what are the other things needed to produce that serotonin? Vitamin B6. Okay, so for some people who are clinically de depressed, they might be totally deficient in B6. Now, here's the thing that's good and bad for you. The good thing is, is that the quinolone, the quinolate, mm -hmm. one above it is in range completely. That one's the more serious inflammation. That's when you're at risk for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, blah, 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 like all the real hardcore stuff. This one is just more like, are you gonna be depressed? Or is it chronic stress in your body that's causing you to you know, produce not enough B6 in your body or you're not getting it from your diet? And what's the other possibilities? Well, B6 deficiency, um, B6 is needed to make serotonin, dopamine, melatonin. It's needed to make that N-acetylcysteine that we talked about. It breaks down the homocysteine. Um, it's needed in so many different things in the body. It's needed for liver detoxification. It, I mean, if you get B6, P5P to someone, it makes their serotonin go up so they get giddy. That's what happens with some of the shots here. That's yeah. why they're kind of, yeah. <laughs> So that being said, do you take anything to boost like tryptophan, 5-HTP? Do you take anything like that? Uh, yeah, I take, uh, it's an Onyx supplement. It's called Alpha Brain. That's why. It's got acetylcholine in it. It's, so yeah. what, 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 did that, what is that doing? So here's the thing. So if you didn't take that, uh-huh. I bet you you'd have really low serotonin. Whoa. So I'm curious, before you started taking that supplement, how was your mood? I was definitely like bummed. Yeah. Before I started taking Alpha Brain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. And does it help your mood? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So this is this is a vouch for, for that 
supplement because the, essentially the thing is what you're looking at here is for this one, this is a byproduct of serotonin production. Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot of this one, then you're producing a lot of serotonin. Yep. If you don't have enough of this, you have not enough serotonin. Yep. We take you off that supplement, where do you think that marker is gonna go? <laughs> because you have no V6. If you start taking V6 or P5P, your serotonin goes up. I bet you in that alpha brain, I bet you there's P5P in there. I think there is. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too familiar I, with I bet, so. just go back and look. Whoever's listening, Allison, and probably tell us <laughs> It's probably the truth. So that thing is, is essentially giving you a natural antidepressant because it's just, it's causing your brain to detox and boost serotonin at the same time. Wow. So if I stay on alpha brain and then I start taking additional B6, what's gonna happen to me? Well, first of Am all, gonna you're like gonna it? lower the inflammation in your brain, which you need to do. Um, you, need the, you need as much as you can. You know how you talk about like, if someone's just deficient in B, vitamin D all the time, you mm -hmm. know, like they just need more vitamin D as much as possible. Well, not as much as possible, but they need more. That's the thing for P5P. Yeah. Main ingredient is vitamin B6 and alpha brain. Is it P5P? Um, or is it peroxidine HCL. Okay, it's still a good, it's a good form of B6, not the optimal one. P5P would be the optimal. But if you took P5P, but that's a good sign that his body's... That yeah, but the thing is, though, you're taking B6 and it's still not enough. Yeah. So imagine even without that, it would still be lower. But if you didn't take that, your serotonin would be... And I could clinically diagnose you with possible depression because of that. If that was a symptom. If that was a symptom. Yeah. Because, you know, with depression, you can't really diagnose with a test. Mm -hmm. I can do it with this. The crazy thing is... There's another test in the blood work, once you get that done, there's a gene called the methylation gene, which I know you're familiar with, or at least heard of. Okay, so the methylation gene, it's called the motherfucker gene, <laughs> MTHFR. And um, it's essentially how you metabolize certain vitamins in your body that cause you to produce more ATP, energy, yeah. more detoxification like glutathione, and then more serotonin and dopamine. So for people like Baldo and me, our gene's really off. So when we take these vitamins, we're like giddy, like night and day, because we're now getting this stuff that makes our brain work better. Huh. I'd be curious to see where yours is at, because I bet you it falls along that same pathway of saying you need certain types of things in order to function better, so you would make sure you take good quality supplements with the good B vitamins, because you know what it does to you. That's why it works better with you, because you me metabolically need it. Yeah, holy shit, man. Yeah, yeah. now, here's this other cool thing part. So you talked about the concussion part. Every time that you have damage to the brain, you have a little bit of inflammation and excitability that goes there, right? So imagine CTE, for example, yep. right? You basically pound in the brain, the tissue, to the point where it gets turned into mush. If you overexcite the brain, the same thing that can occur. Imagine if you eat too much aspartame, or sweet and low, or heavy metals, where do they go? They cross the blood-brain barrier, they go into the brain, and they overexcite your brain cells. Essentially, like if you try to blow up a balloon with a pump, you pump up the balloon full of aspartame until the brain cell or the balloon pops. And that's what happens with neurotoxins. Holy shit. So aspartame, those things that they put in the preservatives and the sugar, the reason why they too don't eat it is because it stays in your brain and it turns your brain into mush and it's causing everyone to go into cognitive decline. And they can't think clear, right? Brain one, one thing, two things actually that will help your brain detox all that crap, anacetylcysteine and also, P5P. So, in your supplement you're taking, check to see. I know it probably has choline in it, which is great, but P5P, from a standpoint of Alzheimer's and cognitive decline, 
the P5P helps lower that homocysteine, right? And that homocysteine marker I was telling you before, mm-hmm. yours is in range, but imagine if you had Alzheimer's risk in your family. And I'm like, dude, all those blows to the head are literally gonna cause your brain to get more at risk for Alzheimer's. Yeah, man. So then I would say, your B6 deficiency, you're really at risk. Yeah. So if we get this other marker in the blood work that we see, it's called APOE, if that one's off, then I'm like, dude, you have, you have to take care of yourself because you're at risk for it with inflammation. So vitamins and amino acids and antioxidants detox your brain. And so the same ones detox your brain, detox your liver. So if you detox your liver, you detox your brain, essentially you're lowering inflammation and the possibility of chronic disease setting in. Damn. And that's all from vitamin deficiencies because all we talked about is vitamin B6. That's it. So vitamin B6 will literally detox the brain and it could be, in my opinion, with this test, when we collect enough of this, I'm thinking all this will be applied towards Alzheimer's research and say, I can show you how all, because those markers here, if this marker goes mo- moving here, the, quinal- the quinolate, if that goes sky high over there, then I'm like, you're putting yourself at risk for Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and genetically it might be there. How would I fix it? How would I tell Alzheimer's patient to get better? I would say, you, should, you need to start taking a bunch of B5, uh, uh, P5P, B6. And I'm gonna go buy some P5P. Yeah, right I'm telling after you, this. it's it's why we put it in our Cinderella shots. It's why I tell everyone who any type of brain health, P5P, you need choline, and you need to detox the brain. Inositocysteine uh, or glutathione is really good. DHA. Oh, that's another thing for all your your stuff here that you've had. You need to be taking a high dose fish oil. Research has shown high dose fish oils can help with um, concussions. Wow. To load up on a fish oil. In fact, you can't eat enough avocados or sardines for that matter now. Yeah, dude. Really <laughs> yeah. good reason to get avocado toast. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that shit's real expensive. So I need a great reason. Now you can do it at home, man. Right? So, so yeah, so that's just the, the urine test for the listeners or whatever at home. I hope y'all got something out of it. But the blood work kind of wraps up a little bit more stuff that might be like missing pieces of it. Wow. And then the it's food, even more comprehensive. Yeah, that one's really long. That one's like a whole hour by itself. But um, that was just a little preview of what John does for blood work um, and labs. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of so. So the takeaway here is B six, man. B six, B six, P five P. That's 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 your boy. That's your buddy. That's my right prescription. There. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So what foods is that found in? Is that so? That's a good question. So most of the green leafy vegetables will probably have that. Cool. Um, I would say avocados probably have it. Dope. I would. I would probably say there might be uh, some some nuts like Brazil nuts. Oysters might have some. I'm guessing. I'm guessing egg yolk might have some too. Mm. Uh, Pork, poultry, fish, whole grains, eggs, vegetables. There we go. So I had about half of those right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but pork does, huh? Yeah, I think a lot of, has a lot of I feel like I, I I probably just need to get like an actual supplement on yeah. it though too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just I eat pork and veggies and nuts and like all that shit. Well, so he he eats a little more plant based, right? And so um, he eats a ton of avocados. And in his blood work, it shows monounsaturated fat levels, which is the healthiest fat possible. The one underneath is polyunsaturated fat, but that's all avocado fat, salmon fat, and all that stuff that goes to DHA. Well, he had a high amounts of that, but then on his column, we can measure omega threes, DHA, and EPA production. That's what you get when you take a, a fish oil pill. And all of those on him were like red. They were nothing, like below. So just throwing away my money. Yeah, just throwing away. Basically, he wasn't even producing omega-3s from all the avocados he was eating. Wow. And so I said, you're deficient. You need to take like an algae pill or a fish oil. And we tried an algae pill. Still wasn't working. 
Damn. So I'm like, you might have to bite the bullet and take a fish oil pill. Man. We'll see. But you well, know, it's, it, it's common amongst vegans. I've noticed this. It, it just makes, it, it's like, like you said, you're wasting your money. Yeah. And it, it was just like reallocating your resources in a way that like actually makes eating all those damn avocados worth something. Right. Yeah. But sure. on the flip side, Allison over there is paleo. Her blood work was almost perfect. Dang. I flip my hair, but it's in a bun. Right. <laughs> and so it's funny because she eats a lot of meat, right? Much more than like we do, right? But she hunts her own meat. Yeah. Oh, like, wow. and she knows That's the source because she's finding it. I right? have elk in my fridge this week. Damn. Yeah. So That's she eats sad. like her salad, raw salad, and she has her little, you know. But I'll tell you one thing. One of the reasons that I'm more plant based than, than anything else is because my first first blood work we did showed how. I just um, animal products are very inflammatory to me uh, and so I changed that and I changed my inflammatory markers I mean upside down it went from like 100 to like 0.3 and is that, is that what that food allergy test gets well, into? well there's an inflammatory marker in the blood work that we've noticed it can either cue animal product inflammation or glucose inflammation oh, okay. and with Baldo it happened to be animal protein inflammation his body wasn't converting yeah. well and it was causing a buildup of um, arachidonic acid, which is yeah. reading. So now I'm like mostly plant based, but then I'm still going to eat my sardines because I know I need the omega six to because or else I'm not going to absorb it. But I wow. know that right instead of like, yeah, dude, this information <laughs> is powerful. Talk yeah. about like he- awareness is healing. Like, I will make an actionable change in what I'm doing with with my diet and my supplements based on the, these results, and that's yeah. that's dope as fuck. And see, that's. That's much better than you go into the doctor and say, hey, order my physical test or whatever that I normally get. Oh, your cholesterol, you know, is here and this. You know, you're fine. That's usually what happens to most people. Oh, they told me I was fine. But they're like, well, I don't feel fine. Like, what else do they check for? They check for this now and check for this. So it's, it's weird. It's like there's, there's an acronym that I like to use called GIN, Genetics, Inflammation, Nutrition. And if you're testing for those, you can predict almost what's going to happen down the road, right? Because if genetics are the card you're dealt with, you're saying, hey, I'm at risk for heart disease because it happened to everyone in my family. Inflammation is coming from the poor diet changes and lifestyle modifications I've made throughout the years. And then nutrition means even the crappy food I'm eating that's supposed to be high in protein is not good kind of protein. It's not the, the, the fat's not even absorbing. I have still deficient in this. But most people who take medications are deficient in, in some kind of vitamin. Metformin, the drug for diabetes, um, Let's say uh, uh, um, uh, any anti antacid medication, Tums, Tums, whatever, right? Um, and including uh, what's an, uh, another one? There's another Pepto-Bismol. Well, there's that one too. But see, like all of those lower B12 in the body. They make you deficient. Mm. So when you give those drugs to someone, you're lowering their B12. Every time, like I say, you take acetaminophen or Tylenol, you're lowering glutathione levels in your liver. Every time you take a statin for cholesterol, you're lowering CoQ10 in your body. Right, and so you essentially have all of that, and then let's say that person wants to get healthy, they go to the doctor and they're like, "What do I do?" They go to his nutritionist. The nutritionist tells him, "Hey, you can eat whole wheat bread and you can drink low-fat milk." Just make sure it's whole wheat. Just whole wheat, and I'm like, "You gave him, you, you told him to become a diabetic by giving him sugar, and you're giving him some inflammatory dairy. Their guts are never gonna be able to process." Better yet, skim milk. Skim milk, right? Yeah. But, but you eat the fat. They didn't eat the fat. But they, but they told me to stay away from butter and eggs. I'm like, what? That's like the healthiest two things you can put there. Yeah, dude. You know? But that's the, the education aspect, right? If, I, yep. if someone walks in, I say, your cholesterol is not the problem. 
it's the inflammation from cholesterol. You can eat all the butter you want, but it has to be Kerrygold's uh, grass-fed butter, ghee butter. I mean, I saw goat's butter the other day. I mean, I gotta, that's got to be a healthier option than cows. Cows are, like, injected with hormones and antibiotics yeah. and all that crap. It's definitely, but, like, lower inflammatory proteins yeah. in yeah. cow milk. But it, it is funny how you see all these commercials, these, um, you know, medicine and, and it's just like, oh, it's going to, if you have this problem, take this, it'll help. But effects, also, yeah. warning, like, you could, like, just be shitting your pants all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, I think there was one for, like, um, constipation, and I think it, the side effect was diarrhea. <laughs> and it's like you get the opposite. Dude, pick you your know? poison, man. What do you yeah. want from us? I'd rather be constipated than have the runs all the damn time. I don't know, just, man. Yeah. I'd rather have diarrhea than constipation. It's <laughs> <laughs> the people in this world. Yeah. You're like, man, I can go now. This is what awesome. It's slow. Flow state. You know what's funny? You talk about the basic pr- uh, primal. Sh- we, we talk about that a lot, like poop. Like yeah, a lot of oh, poop. dude, poop because is important because it's a sign of health. I examine poop every one important. of my poops. <laughs> every one of my poops, I'm just like, huh. I don't know what it means, but this looks aesthetically a little more pleasing than yesterday's you, poop. You know what's funny? My wife will save our kids' poop. It says, what? "Hey, you got to see this." <laughs> like I saved it for you because I'll walk by and I'm like. Wait a second. What is that right there? So, oh yeah, you take a look at. Tell me what you think. I'm like, it's shit. That's what I think it is. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, but look at it though. It looks. Does it look weird? And I'm like, it looks like Like, shit to me. Just, but what's that inside of it? You know, like there's. It smells like shit. Yeah. (laughs) But it's funny because like, that's a direct measurement. So this 30 day gut challenge I'm doing, I'm taking a daily journal. Wow. <laughs> I got a really journal. Yeah, and it's, but you're taking pictures. I'm not taking journal. pictures. I'm not taking pictures. I'm not going that far. But you should totally do it. But you, you know what's funny? Shit at the beginning of your 30 days and the shit after your. But, but you know what's funny? <laughs> if, you, if you if you probably have Google this, I and mean, if you haven't, think about it. Is it better? Is poop healthier if it's floating or sinking? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all what, been what, sinking. Which one all been it? sinking on me. Really? Yeah, and I think I read that like if it's floating, that you don't have as much nutrients absorbing as you think. Huh. I don't know, but see, it's almost like asking what does spiders mean in a dream, right? Like it could be like <laughs> yeah. ten thousand things, right? But yeah, like I've had to look at that, and then there's the idea of like, well, how consistently are you going, right? Like, because some people are like, well, yeah, I, I poop all the time. Well, how often? Like, well, I do at least three times a week. Whoa. Well, we get that a lot. Well, yeah. it's funny. Three well, it's, times a week? Well, it's yeah. crazy because like, people will get the shots. Like, I just cherish my morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on a clockwork, right? Like, oh, we no, are, there is a reward mechanism for pooping. <laughs> like, prostate stimuli. Like, ah. Uh, <laughs> like, if it, if it wasn't the job description and I got paid to do it, I would be putting in overtime every day. <laughs> and I would be like, that, that does good work. Like, I. But that's. When we ask people about these IVs and the shots, <laughs> that's good work, dude. I saw this. Uh, they they out. They say I've been pooping more. I feel really they, good. I'm like, that's awesome. Well, that's they were talking thing. about like uh, uh, like stool therapy where they put like stool into your stomach. Oh, my oh God. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. So yes, Whoa. Yes, yes. I'm not doing that. I've not been either. asked by someone to be their fecal donor. Well, oh, really? what? Yeah, what was, yeah. This, there's a, there's a. It's for gut microbiome. It's there's for science. There's a documentary about like. 
it's five different <laughs> stories of five different people that are stool donors and how like they live very rigid lives because they donate their stools. <laughs> it's like a full time job. Like yes. yes. yeah. It's like a circuit. It's like a circuit. It's like a blood boy. Of, like how they yes. have to eat. Yes. How often they have to go for a run. Like how often they have to drink water. And then they get paid very good salaries to donate wow. their stools. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh dude. my god. That's a, and and when when I got asked this, I was like, so like. Are you gonna drink it, or, <laughs> or are you gonna enema it? Because that is gonna affect what I think about this. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be like a proposal or something. Like you gotta take me out to dinner. Yeah. Today. It's like wine and dine me before you ask me to donate my poop to you. But wait, wait, wait. What was the question or conversation <laughs> yeah, leading up to that? It okay. It was like it was like, hey, I, I got I, I got something special to, to ask for of you. This is a good friend yeah. of yours. Family yeah, yeah. It was like a good friend, and and but he wasn't gonna ask me. He was like, uh, will you, are you down to meet my my shaman? And I was like, okay, uh, sure. <laughs> and uh, I I start talking to her, and she's just examining me. She's like pulling on my ears. We're sitting in a sauna. She's like poking my gut, and like, like she's just like doing all these tests, and I'm like. So what are we doing? <laughs> so what's going on? Are you guys gonna cook me right now? Yeah, and, and and she was like, "Well, it's this thing called fecal donors, and uh, my you know my client is looking for his fecal donor, and and we're just analyzing you to see if you'd be a good match." And I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, and then I started googling it, and it was and the most interesting thing, like I said, was how to consume it. It's like. And one side or the other, you can't. You can't. So, you, so there's people that drink it. Yeah, yeah. You can seriously. They drink poop. Yes. I you thought can, you took it in a capsule. I thought they dehydrated it. And no, you can make a brew out of it or capsule. Oh, that's it. disgusting. Or enema that shit up into your. Well, mouth. I've heard the enema. I've yeah. heard yeah. it, because I've also heard um, they do a transplant. Like they'll take someone else's colon and then they put it in your colon. Oh, what the fuck! And it's like a skin graft. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But I have heard of that too, where they literally say, "Why well, hey, stick someone else's poop up my ass?" Hey, imagine that! Like you go to your homies, like, "Hey, I just sold my colon. I just had to replace it with this other unhealthy dude's colon. I got four mil, four <laughs> mil for my colon, yeah. bro. Yeah. Oh, I'm banking. I'm retiring right now. But yeah, living the good life now. I'm gonna be constipated the entire time, but I'm it's still living the good life. Right. <laughs> a million dollars, I'll be constipated on the top of money right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta poop out of my belly. Yeah, so I'll be wiping my ass with hundreds. I'm gonna. Cost and benefit, man. Yeah, cost and benefit. Everyone gets to choose. That's their going own straight to Bitcoin, path. right there. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that is some weird shit. <laughs> Literally. Yes. No, it's a great time to wrap up right now. So that's yeah, all. don't take uh, investing advice from John, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Straight into Bitcoin. Straight into Bitcoin. <laughs> is that still around? Is that a thing anymore? Yes, it is. Oh, man. I thought they would have shut it down by now. I thought they were almost, right? Like, they were, like, pissed oh, no, off and awesome still, money. Oh, still going you strong. can't shut down decentralized currency, See, there you go. That's right what there. it's all about. What you it can't is. shut it down. They're trying, man. The decentralized method, man. I, I, I'm a firm believer in the concept. Obviously, I'm not trying to invest in any of it because it's too volatile right now. But we're moving towards decentralized voting, decentralized currency, like, all these ways of, like, pretty much uh, unanimous... Unanimous authorization. Yeah. Like, everyone has to agree that this is a thing for it to be a thing. Not Chase Bank. Oh, yeah. Those motherfuckers be lying in their pockets. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Cool. But awesome. Well, we went from <laughs> to finance yeah. in a minute. What was the What was the starting yeah, topic? Gold. What was this I, just, I can't remember this. I or think it was basics. It was basics. It was we wrapped it up. <laughs> we wrapped up from front to end. <laughs> we did everything. We did everything in between. We what you put in your mouth? Subject. What you shit out your butt? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because whatever you put in your body has to come out eventually, and it better come what out in a good way. Yeah, because if it's coming out. In a good way, then that means you're doing something right. Yeah. Man. So look at <laughs> them. Otherwise, you look have at to come. For, otherwise, you have to come look for Noah and his moonlighting job of, <laughs> of being a, a, a donor. A fecal donor. Now taking applications. Your, you can put that on your license now, right? Donor. My shit only goes to the highest bidder. That's right. See, this is high quality. Coming, coming with the Benjis. <laughs> yes. This is parasympathetic, grounded shit that you're getting right now. You hear about my serotonin levels? <laughs> yeah. I'm so relaxed. They're gonna say. All, they're gonna say no. I'm gonna wait till he gets B6 levels up higher. And then it becomes like a new stock yeah. market. That's what it is, yeah. right? Like, yes. like people's blood test results is well, their financial statement. Well, that's what I would guess, right? If you're going to donate to me, I want to see where your B6 levels are at, right? It's like, oh, well, that's urine. I don't, don't want to like put shit up my shit <laughs> it's like, and then yeah. get depressed. They're like, I'm just going to take a pill. I'm not going to put someone else's shit up there. That's what it takes. I'm a publicly traded person. <laughs> <laughs> my shit's on the open market. Yes. You can, you can buy it on the NASDAQ. But you can get in low right now. <laughs> buy low, right? Buy low right I'm now. About to get on B6. So, oh, there, I, know, time, so I know. Good time to get You're putting in. good quality shit in your body, so the value of your poop is going up. That's cool. Oh my god. Alright, we gotta wrap this up. Allison. How do we find you know? You've heard of worse shit on, on, on podcasts, I'm sure. Yeah, there's this shit. Alright, well, Noah, yeah, so we find Noah where? BlackSwanYoga.com. I'm a teacher at Black Swan Yoga. I'm the director of Black Swan Yoga. I'm trying to bring Black Swan to everybody. It's donation-based yoga, and it makes yoga accessible for all the people. And talk about basics. Sun salutation is about as basic as you can get when it comes to body movement. And another thing about yoga is the community of people that you surround yourself with. Them vibes, dude. You get in a yoga classroom, and suddenly you start feeling that real energy that we were talking yeah. about. That communication between our bodies, between our breath, that goes beyond the language, dude. That's the real shit right there. I love it. I love it. Go to Black Swan Yoga. I think you have a, an app or anything right now? No, just blackswanyoga.com. You'll find the schedules. We're in Austin, Dallas, Houston, and this weekend, actually, San Antonio, baby. There we go. Nice. Expanding. Love it. Love it. Get them healthy. Love it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, though, man. We had a blast. <laughs>